0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You've tuned in to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. And yes, I am your host, the one and only Todd Huff. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. I should announce off the top, though, I will not be in tomorrow or Friday. It is not personal. (laughs) It is... uh, Something that's been planned uh, for a couple of months, I would say, roughly. Um, it's a family trip down to Disney. As you know, we're traveling. Uh, we're in Florida now, not too far from Orlando. So we'll be heading to Disney here a little bit later. Uh, taking our three kids, 12, 10, and 8, uh, to visit I want to have a nice time at Disney uh, with family. So that's what we're going to be doing here uh, over the next couple of days. So I will be out, and I will tell you I can already feel it as I say these words this morning. Um, My being out is a tough thing to deal with. But you have the next best thing. (laughs) The next best thing, a good friend of mine, Chris Dunham, who's filled in on this program in the past – um, does a fantastic job, and I'm always honored to have Chris Dunham join us. He will be filling in both tomorrow and Friday. Having Chris fill in again is probably the next best thing. Be sure to let him know that I said that. So let's start today by something that was proposed yesterday. I want to go through this. This is an article at Newsmax.com three senators propose changes to the Electoral College count. Now, I want to set the stage here. I want to set the stage. There's a couple of ways to do this, a couple of important things to understand whenever we're talking about the Electoral uh, College and the Electoral College Count Act, which date back to 1887. That's, um, That's when the act was ratified, and so this is all. This is all the consequences, the fallout of the 2020 election. So you may, and I, we haven't talked about this yet. I was going to talk about it, but I got into some other things the past couple of the past couple of days here, and so I haven't uh, talked about that very, very much. So, um. But that being said, I wanted to bring it up now, and that is this notion, this issue of Trump making a speech at, I think he was in, was he in Arizona or Texas? I think he was in, I think it was Arizona. Um, I think he's had rallies in both places. I could be confusing the location. Location is really incidental at this point. Because during the uh, speech, and, and Trump has since said in a statement, he said this. So he's, he's mentioned it during one of his, his rallies, and now he's also made it in a statement. Um, if the vice president, this is what Trump said, Mike Pence, had absolutely no right to change the presidential election results in the Senate despite fraud and many other regularities – How come the Democrats and rhino Republicans like wacky Susan Collins are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of the election? So basically this whole thing, it goes, it's not just because of his statements. It's also because of the 2020 election, of course. And it's also because Democrats have nothing else. They want to make the narrative about anything else. And if you can learn, folks, if you can learn nothing, remember nothing else or, you know, you got a lot going on or just if there's nothing else I say today to take away uh, that, that the most important thing that I'm saying today in my estimation is that this is all designed to change the focus off of how absolutely atrocious this country is. uh, This country is in, I should say. This country is a great country. But how atrocious a situation we are in when Democrats are left at the helm. This is what happens. And so they want the narrative not to be about whether your life is better now, than it was, say, a year ago. <laughs> they they don't want you thinking whether or not you could get products and services more readily before Democrats, or more easily, I should say, before Democrats took office. They don't want you realizing, me, you and I, to focus on just how much more valuable our hard-earned dollars were prior to uh, last year. Last year, I, when I say last year, it's 2020, not 2021. Trump. I'm talking about under Trump. They don't want you remembering that. They want you instead thinking that this nation came within mere millimeters of a violent overthrow, a coup, if you will, a coup run by President Donald J. Trump. That is what they want the narrative to be. That is what they want it to be going into the 2022 midterms and they know that if it's not they are going to get shellacked so this is also why those comments those comments i just referenced from trump they are exactly why i think maybe it was sunday monday i don't know exactly i think it was sunday the hashtag on Twitter that was trending was Arrest Trump Now, I believe was the hashtag. You can look this up and you can read some of this. People say, because Trump's up here saying this, we should arrest him now, which in and of itself is absolutely insane to arrest a president. Well, he's not president, former president, a citizen now for articulating a political belief. Now, Trump could be wrong. Trump could be very wrong, what have you. But to arrest him for what? For what? A coup? It's a coup. Think about this. They want you to believe it is a coup. To point out the the perceived flaws or actual flaws. You can say the even the made up flaws. All that is fine when making a well when having a discussion on these issues. But to say he can't say these things and he should be arrested literally it was trending on twitter this is what authoritarians do this is what by the way fascists do trump's not the fascist here it's the people who are wanting to arrest him for breaking what law dare i ask what law what law is it to say to point out that the senators who are trying to change the electoral college act from 1887 they want to they want to change that And names of some of those senators include Amy Klobuchar, you might remember, ran um, as a presidential. She wasn't a contender. She never was a contender, but she ran for president. None of these jokers were contenders. I'm not even sure Biden was a contender. They had they had a list of candidates that were less inspiring than anything I've ever seen. But she's one of the folks that uh, introduced some reforms, Dick Durbin, Angus uh, King of Maine, who's a, an independent, but yet he uh, caucuses with the Democrats. So they propose these changes, and the changes are basically to say, "Um, well, that I'm going to read a statement. How about this? Here's here's a segment, uh, a snippet of their of their statement written by." The PR folks for King Durbin and Klobuchar, experts, experts, there they they are. The experts are hanging around every corner. The experts are here in our technocracy to tell us what to believe. Experts, as I talked about yesterday, experts are wrong more perhaps than any single group of people than perhaps weathermen or dare I be offensive enough to those at the University of Washington and other liberal universities around this, this land, the weather. Women, is that appropriate? Weather people, let's call them weather people to make sure that we are at least respecting um, those that don't identify as male or female or how, whatever we've got going on um, in, in that respect today. Experts, they write, across the political spectrum agree that the Electoral Count Act of 1887 needs to be updated to reflect the current realities and threats facing, sorry, I lost my place, the United States and our election process. In response, again, I'm looking at this story in Newsmax. This is a statement written by Durbin, King, Klobuchar, uh, liberal senators, Democrats. Well, King's not a Democrat, but he effectively is. In response, they write, as leaders on the Senate Rules Committee with jurisdiction over federal elections and members of Senate Democratic leadership, we have been working with legal Experts, there it is again, and election law scholars, there's another way of saying experts, to develop legislation that would modernize the framework of the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Why am I going through this? Again, this is important to understand in the narrative here. This, folks, Trump's out there saying if Pence couldn't have sent those electors back, Remember, back on January 6th, 2020, if Pence could not have sent those electors back, then why are we having to change this? Right. This is what this is all Trump's just raising questions. And look, Trump lives rent free in the minds of these folks. So they are trying to change the Electoral College Count Act of 1887, 1887. Folks, that goes almost back to the Civil War. Not quite. But we're getting back close to Civil War times, I mean, within 20 years. Um, So the senators say, of course, I never trust what the senators say their proposal would do, but this is what they're claiming it would do, ensure that state legislatures cannot appoint electors after Election Day in an effort to overturn their state's election results. They also said that it would provide limited judicial review to ensure that electors appointed by a state Reflect the popular vote uh, results in that state and clarify that the vice president has no power to reject a state's electors. If you read the Act, Electoral Act, uh, excuse me, Electoral Count Act of 1887, there is legitimate questions as to what happens in a case where there are contested electors. Now, one could say that the electors, you could certainly say this in the case of what happened back. Uh, what two year uh, a year ago now, um, the states didn't. I mean, they sent their electors, right they They sent in their electors. They said these are certified. There weren't any disputed electors by the states. But Trump was saying, Trump was arguing, and other scholars, by the way, were arguing. Of course, they can be wrong, folks. This is what it. <laughs> this is what it means. To I mean, w- we were in territory that the founders put together a framework but there were questions that and details the founders could not have possibly been been ready to deal with not to some extent yes but not not to the level um and the intensity that we were dealing with a couple of years ago and so trump was saying at the time pence should not accept electors from states where there were major problems and there were major problems wisconsin Georgia, Arizona, uh, well, I was going to say North Carolina. I think there were some issues there. You know the states, right? I mean, th- this was um, pretty pretty obvious pretty much from the beginning. The states that simultaneously stopped counting on election night, which that in and of itself is bizarre. Just take all emotions and names out of it, That is in and of itself bizarre. It's also bizarre in the state of Georgia for them to send people home for a water main break that never we have no record of so far as I've understood. What is that? Why? that? That's not some misunderstanding. That is a deliberate attempt to mislead and deceive. There's not just, oh, we thought something was the case. It wasn't like a breaker tripped and they couldn't figure out what the problem was. They sent people home. They said... A water main broke. I'm not aware that there's any such thing that actually that actually happened. That sort of thing was being reported very eh, somewhat early on. I don't want to say very early on. What about all the votes that Biden got overnight? I mean, there's just questions and folks we have. You want to worry about a free country? You have to be able to ask questions in a free country without being without being afraid without being afraid of being labeled a, I don't know, a a totalitarian, authoritarian uh, person who's joining a coup, right? Whether it's Trump or whether it's just a regular Joe, regular Susie out on the street wanting to know why why are these things the case? Why are people who are mathematicians and statisticians saying – that this is the likelihood of the counts happening the way they did overnight are statistically impossible. Why did that happen? We have to be able to ask that. Forget about, again, forget about names, forget about Biden, Trump, just for the sake of knowing what happens, for the sake of trusting what happens moving forward, why can't we ask those questions? Why? I've never once come on this program and just gone ballistic and, and, you know, said things about this this country or, um, you know, made claims that I cannot support. I'm simply asking questions. Of course, it's impossible to make claims um, that can be supported in many cases because they don't want us to see information. A lot of these reports have been kept hidden. Why? I just saw the Georgia Secretary of State is finally coming out. I think it was George. I'm almost certain it is. And is now in favor of the report being released—a report that he had previously um, opposed being released. Why? Why? Reasonable people should be able to ask that question without fear of being accused of being someone that's part of a greater coup d'état, right? I mean, this goes without saying to me, but this is how this is how this works. Just as it is possible in the scheme in the grand scheme of things that Trump is trying to overturn election with results that are accurate it is also true it's a possibility that those who are on the other side are trying to prevent the actual numbers from being uncovered discovered and understood because that would change the realities that they quote won the election both of those things are possible possibilities now when you get down to practicalities and where the evidence is and all that, two different things. But just as a matter of fact, either one of those things is possible. Context matters. Context matters. And what Trump's saying, the context here is, in the case of, you know, th- these folks, want, these senators wanted to change the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Trump's saying, okay, well, wait a minute. If I, if, if Pence could not have um, rejected those electors. On January 6th, 2020, then why are you trying to change this? It says clarify here, clarify that the vice president has no power to re- reject the state's electors. I want to talk about this. I want to talk, you know, they say Trump was trying to stage a coup here, which again is a major distraction, major distraction of what's really going on, which which includes Democrats driving this country head first into the ground, nose first into the ground at the speed of sound, right? Supersonic speeds Plunging us nose first into the ground right now in multiple ways. Abandoning people in Afghanistan, which is still a thing, by the way. Americans abandoning Afghanistan, which no one in the media seems to care about. We've got inflation at 40 year highs, I think is what it is. We've got all sorts of economic problems. Only 1% of Americans think that the economy is excellent. And by the way, what do you have to be smoking or taken to think that's true. What sort of cush public sector job does one have to have, government-funded job, like maybe a Fauci job, to where one thinks that the economy is excellent? 1%. You talk about the 1%ers, they're there. They are. The 1% of people who are disconnected from any sense of reality whatsoever. So I've got other things I want to say about this, discuss about this. And Trump's right. If, you're, if, if Pence couldn't have done this, if Tr- Pence couldn't have sent back the electors, then what's the point of changing this act, which has been, in, uh, which has been part of the U.S. law since 1887? Why? Seems to be maybe, just maybe, there's at least a legal argument to say that that could have happened. I'm not making the definitive claim because this is, it is a questionable series of like, what does this actually mean? Right? So, so there's certainly some, some things that need to be cleared up. Anyway, gotta take a break, my friends. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, as we're talking about these things, talking about the economy, we'll get back to. Just all you know, the, this uh, changes that are being proposed to the Electoral College Count Act is that what it is? Electoral Count Act or whatever from uh, 1887. We, we're living in these uncertain times, there's, there's no doubt, right? And it's not surprising because we knew what Biden and the left were going to do. This is not a surprise to us, this was predictable. It was talked about on this program at length during the campaign and during the election. Uh, but instead, people were afraid of Trump's tweets. So the point is none of us really know what to expect next. I mean, again, we know in a sense what the Democrats do, which is harm economies and take away consumer confidence and inflate, you know, lead to inflation and Make our money worth less. So, even though we can say, wow, now we got raises, when you look at the real effect of that raise, you go back and say, huh, it's actually worth less than when the number I was getting was a lower amount of money every week, every hour, however, folks, uh, however you calculate that. So, there's uncertainty on the rise, we and all, we all know that. But, folks, we still have to live our lives, we still have to go about our business. In all sorts of in all sorts of ways, and one of those ways may be may include taking care of our home, in particular, our furnace. It's look, I mean, we, there's some nasty weather in Central Indiana coming through. We're in the heart of winter in the Midwest, and so you may need a system. And you think, you know, what? I don't know if I want to just put out all this cash. You know, there's just considerations, and I I get it. So it may be a time to talk with one of our partners here from the beginning, Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. They have some options um, and some incentives that may make that easier to finance and and pay for and deal with because if you need a system, folks, you you need a system, right? I mean that's that's, uh, an important thing. So the point is – Folks like economy and, and other other advertisers on this program too are looking for ways to help make those necessary purchases possible. So if you're looking for help with that, if you need a furnace, if you're concerned about yours working properly, maybe it's time to call economy heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. Been serving Morgan and surrounding county since 1976. Find out more information by by visiting economyheatingandair.com or calling 317-831-5279. Be sure to tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So there's this uncertainty, right? I mean, uncertainty that, that gets into every aspect of our lives That's happens when the left runs things. I mean, it, it just does, right? It just it just does. Their worldview and their ideology is just really messed up, and it causes massive problems. It denies common sense. It just—it's a mess. It—it it, it creates havoc in the lives of. Look at look at COVID policies, and look at what it's done to the economy. Look at what it's done. In fact, now we've got people coming out of the woodwork. Did I see Johns Hopkins? I think I saw that somewhere. I didn't. What didn't pull that up to talk about this today? But Johns Hopkins. Here it is. Newsmax.com. Johns Hopkins is now saying lockdowns didn't save lives. Now, what are we going to find out in another six weeks or six months? I'm telling you, the more we get about information we get about this and our response to COVID, the more people like you, people like me who were asking questions and saying certain things that was considered (laughs) deadly mere weeks and months ago are being exonerated by the minute. In fact, there's a study somewhere that said ivermectin, where was it? I want to say Japan, but that could be wrong. A study that says ivermectin showed antiviral, I forget the exact terminology, but basically it showed results that said it it actually looks like it was helping with COVID. Turns out Joe Rogan may know more than Dr. Fauci. I'm just, (laughs) I mean that tongue in cheek before anyone takes that too literally as it pertains to science, but folks, You look at what was said between those two parties, and it's clear, it's as clear as day, that Joe Rogan has a pretty good argument, as we do on here as well for the things we've been saying. But you weren't even allowed to say them, right? And now, the very people who say, the very people who say you're not even supposed to utter the idea that Mike Pence could have sent back electors... During the election, that would have been overthrowing an election. Well, folks, I, I've got a question for you. I mean, let's just say you had a group of friends, a group of friends, maybe say a big group of friends, so not just close friends, say there's a group of 50 people that you know, you got to, maybe it's a family reunion or something, you got together and you had some anonymous vote that the person that was counting the votes said the results didn't match. What you thought that they would. You know, people are talking in that group about, you know, what their vote was going to be. You could kind of get a feel from the people you spoke with and so forth. And, but the final tally didn't match what you thought. Now, that doesn't mean you took a scientific poll. Maybe you just heard people that agreed with you. Maybe they went in the booth and made a decision the opposite of what they told you they were going to do. All these things are possible, right? All these things are absolutely possible. But it begins. I, a reasonable person would be would want some sort of explanation. Okay, people were afraid to tell me that they were going to do this, so they just went in there and changed, you know, did what they really wanted and did, didn't just didn't tell me that. Okay, but would you just blindly trust the result of the person who counted these tallies, these these votes up, and just told you something that you thought was literally the exact opposite of what you expected? All these other indicators, because all the bellwethers pointed towards Trump. All the data coming in the night of the election pointed, pointed towards a Trump victory. Now, it doesn't mean that that's how it's going to conclude, but it certainly means there has to be some level of explanation. See, I expect that. You expect that. And it's not because we want to overthrow the government or in this analogy, we don't want to overthrow our family or our group friendship here by asking for the real results. We just want to know what the true results were. Did the person in the room have some sort of stake involved? Did they really want the outcome that turned out to be the outcome that they you know, told us was the outcome without actually getting the votes for that particular outcome? Is that a possibility? I'd want to do everything in my power to make sure that the count and the information we were given was accurate and that it was a true reflection of how everyone actually Voted, and then, if I had one of my buddies, one of my family members in that group that said No nah, you you're not allowed to ask any questions of the vote counter. How dare you question their integrity? What are you talking about? Um, you know and 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 maybe that vote counter says, You know what the first twenty five votes were sixty percent for you know what you thought was gonna happen and forty percent for the other but then the final twenty five which I counted in secret behind closed doors with no one else looking, um went ninety percent. <laughs> 90% the opposite way. I mean, would you not have questions? I, I just, I don't understand why. I do understand why they want you to think that that is overthrowing the government. I do understand why they want us thinking, because by simply stating that right there, by asking that question, and I'm always, I always ask the question. I'm not saying anything. I'm simply asking if that was to happen, would it not bother average people? I just, <laughs> it makes it makes no sense to me. And I just, I, I know, I've learned that people, there's independent thinkers, folks that are going to think what they will. I'm in that group. Many of you are in that group. And then there's some folks who just say, okay, well, the experts have told me this, and that's why they use the phrase. That's why they these senators said we're going to, you know, trust the experts and the academics or whatever phrase they use to make you think people that are smarter than you. And they're not, that's just it, they're not. These academics and these experts are oftentimes much, much less intelligent. I don't mean every time, and I don't mean that a degree is necessarily a bad thing, but folks, I'm telling you, some people use it as a as a shield to protect you from seeing what they really know. Don't ask me questions, just look at my title. I pff, couldn't care less about that. Unimpressed, zero, i I'm completely unimpressed. You show me you what you know by how you can explain things, by how you can articulate things, by how you can, the ideas that you come up with. And folks, they don't like simple analogies like this because you know every single person who is in that analogy, that example I gave you would have problems with that particular vote amongst a group of friends or at a family reunion or whatever. And they would be livid and mad as you know what if they weren't allowed to get to the bottom of this and get answers to their questions. And we should be too. And you should be able to say that without saying, oh my heavens, they are staging a coup. Just as the president, former President Trump, could have tried to overthrow the results, it's also possible that there's a... Mechanism, a system in place designed that is designed to keep you from getting the real results. You can say that. That is just logically possible. And where does the evidence point? And now, why are they doing this? And why is arrest Trump now trending on Twitter? It's because, well, first of all, a lot of those folks are delusional. Secondly, it's because they don't want to talk about what's really happening, which is the dumpster fire of our generation happening in this country. And it's all because of people like Joseph Biden, like Kamala Harris, like Chuck Schumer, like Nancy Pelosi. I can go on and on, but I've got to take a break. Long in this segment. Again, my friends, sit tight. Back in just a minute. so just in summary, Trump never, never called for the overthrow of the government. I just I, I feel even ridiculous having to say that. But nonetheless, that's what that's reality. Trump did not call for the overthrow of the government. That is absolutely disingenuous. It is. It's absolutely whatever whatever bad things happen on January 6th, with clear which clearly some bad things did happen on January 6th. Right? I mean, that's that's true. But not and every protester was engaged in that. I, I, there's there's lots of important parts of differentiation. I've I just feel like we're remarkably uh, consistent on this. Even I mean, I said the same thing about Black Lives Matters. I've differentiated and said, look, there's there's peaceful folks at a lot of those things, and then and then the rioters come out, or a small group of rioters takes over. Sometimes it's a big group of rioters. It just just depends on the circumstance, but Trump never called for the overthrow of the government, never attempted it. What he did was he called on Mike Pence, Vice President Pence, to do what Trump argued was his constitutional duty his his duty as a president, uh, Vice President, to reject electors that had serious questions about them, and then to send those back to their respective state legislatures. Now, keep in mind what would have happened here if if Pence had done that. If Pence had done that, by the way, something now that's so possible in the current law that senators are now trying to make sure that it is amended to prevent this very thing from happening. So what Trump was arguing, what Trump was saying back leading up to January 6th is literally um, apparently – a possible interpretive, uh, interpretation so much that they want to rewrite the law to make sure that this is not the interpretation of the law. And by the way, the state legislatures could have absolutely sent the electors right back to Mike Pence, to Vice President Pence, and they would have said, these are our electors. Does that sound like a coup to you? Well, Todd, he had, he had people hidden in those... In those other places to send back fake electors. Folks, we all know what this was about from the beginning. It's it's about massive, massive election fraud, which all of us should agree should never happen. I don't care who's doing it. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Ronald Reagan, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Todd Huff, Bill Omar, Bill and I, the science guy. It doesn't make any difference. If someone is trying to manipulate and lie about the election results, that is not a – that should be stopped, right? That should be stopped. And you shouldn't say you can't ask questions if there's obvious questions that need to be addressed. And there were in 2020 – I would maintain they've never even come close to addressing them. They've not even acted like they exist because the only people they say that ask those questions are terrorists who want to overthrow our country, who are engaged in a coup. And that, of course, is void of reality. Quick timeout, my friends, back here in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. So, um, not a whole lot of time remaining here. And again, I want to announce this um, for those who may be joining us at the end of the program or the second half of the program or whatever. Um, we are going to be out both Thursday and Friday. Our good friend, Krish Dunham, will be filling in. And Chris always does a great job. If I can't be here, and once you get over the initial shock and sadness of that, the next best thing is for Chris to be here. So, uh, But Chris does a wonderful job, and he will be filling in again both tomorrow and on Friday. What are some other things that I want to get to here? Um, I want to talk – well, I want to at least mention a couple of other things. Let's see. You may have – for those of you that have followed for a while now, um, the Convention of States idea, the Convention of States movement I should say. Um, There's been a movement now for several years where folks have said, look, we can't rely on the federal government to pass a constitutional amendment that's going to limit its own powers and um, how much it can – be a financial burden on the people and those sorts of things. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to the states and this is one of the two ways that an amendment can be passed. It's never been done this way. But two more st- two more states have joined the call. I'm looking at just the news.com here. Two more states, Nebraska and Wisconsin joined this movement, this call for a convention of states, and that has now gotten 17 states uh, signed up. So that means it's it's halfway to the point to where this is um, a legitimate, a legitimate possibility. It's still a long, long way to go. I'm not suggesting, um, I'm not suggesting that, but it is nonetheless what is going on. So, for those of you that follow, have been following that for some time, they've hit the halfway point. The other thing I want to mention, or I guess reiterate, um, is that. A poll was taken. This is at Breitbart.com. I referenced this earlier in the program. Only 1%. These are the the true 1%ers, by the way. The true 1%ers who actually believe that Biden's economy is excellent. The true 1%ers who are so disengaged and disconnected from reality that, that they think this is a good thing. Absolute debacle and a mess is what this is. Quick timeout, my friends, back here in just a minute. All right, my friends, unfortunately, that is all of the time that I have today. And for me this week, again, Chris Dunham will be filling in and holding down the fort as we are out, again, Thursday and Friday, taking our family, well, family group to Disney World in Orlando. That's what we will be doing here the next couple of days, and I appreciate you letting me spend that time with them and enjoying those uh, experiences and making memories here. But don't worry, folks, we'll be back at it again on Monday. I'm so grateful for you. I am. I just love doing this. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Guys, have a great week. SDGC Monday.